Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast from me, Peter Pratt, and your Monday edition. And it's late. Yes, it is late, but it is late for a reason. Scheduling, programming notes, program requirements. I said there was going to be guests this week. Not one guest for today. Two guests in the mix, and it is two of the Marlins media studs. Absolute studs, no doubt about it. And actually, their reach is beyond the Marlins anyway. But these are familiar names to you. And I'll let you, I'll introduce them and I'll see if you can make, see if you can make the connection about what topics may get into today. So first off in the leadoff spot, Alex Trabasse is Daniel Alvarez. He's got a cold, but he is plowing through. Danny Alvarez, how are we doing? We're doing good, man. Uh, aside from, from the cold, I mean, I, I think I, I got to feel better than a Mercedes man. So. Oh boy. Uh, so, <laughs> so, oh boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> well, welcome to Locked On Marlins, uh, Danny. And uh, yeah, you've already given a teaser about maybe our first segment today, but let's, you know, I, I won't give it all away. Also joining the show, Ethan Borowski is in house. Fish Stripes alum, now part of the, the the Just Baseball crew, Ethan, yeah, cap and all. Look at it. Look at it. Love to see it. Ethan, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, hoping that we get some CBA news sometime soon. I'm bored, just not hearing anything about it at all. And also hoping some more uh, Hall of Fame ballots start rolling in uh, to help out with the content for the pod. So if you haven't checked out me and Daniel, sorry to plug here, but if you haven't checked out me and Daniel on Big Hall Talk, check it out. It was a great episode and uh, we got a lot, got into a lot of what we'll talk about today and uh, <clears throat> just a, a whole lot more. So if you like that kind of Hall of Fame talk, check out me and Daniel, Big Hall Talk. Love it. See, you guys are just rolling as a duo now, you know, podcasting everywhere as a, as a duo. So yeah, lo- love it, guys, and I appreciate you both hopping on Locked On Marlins. The connection, guys, we're all Marlins fans. We're all, we've all been covering the Marlins for a few years, clearly. But the other connection, and the in, in reality, it was the biggest sports news from Sunday, from yesterday. Globally, it was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and it was the end of the F1 season. It was insane. Obviously, here in the UK, F1 has been it is a big following in the UK. Clearly, there's been a lot of UK F1 champions over the years. So it's a big, big sport. But equally, it is growing massively in the States and also tenuous link. But the Miami Grand Prix added to the calendar for next year, 2022 Miami Grand Prix. So this is a Miami Grand Prix, Grand Prix pump hype session. Um, but guys, we have to get into this F1 yes. season finale absolute scenes no other way to describe it daniel just try and summarize for me well let's hold on a minute before we get into the race hold on a minute is this the was it the best ever season in terms of f1 was it wow i mean it's tough to say if it was the best uh definitely was the best in recent years and maybe yeah uh last quarter of a century maybe uh, even though we had great seasons. I mean, the one in 97 with Schumacher and, and Jacques Villeneuve and then Schumi against the McLarens of Mika Hakkinen and David Coulthard. And um, 2012 was amazing. 07 was great. 08 was great. But, I mean, the definition of this championship on Sunday was the most spectacular definition ever. And I know I mentioned to Ethan about Brazil 2008 when Hamilton won his first championship against Felipe Massa. Uh, and and I think this one tops it, and and maybe it's better than than that one. Yeah, for me, like- it's, 
for me, sorry, it's obviously the greatest F1 season ever because this is the first it's time. The first I've one you're watching. Sport. <laughs> and I just feel I, I, I just feel so lucky because, you know, I uh, uh, from from gathering, I've gotten so into it from the show and just from watching it. And, you know, when I started watching the show, I told my dad, you got to watch this because I knew it would be something that he would love. And so we, the two of us have gotten so into it Mm -hmm. and uh, we both love it, you know, and we both become obsessed with it. So we've just so quickly learned so much about the sport. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I have left to fill in is the history of this sport. And I just can't imagine any way, you know, that anything would top the drama that happened yesterday where it's mano y mano. It's the two, they're so clear of everybody else Mm -hmm. and it's, May the best man, you know, coming into the weekend, everybody just wanted it to be may the best man win. And the way that it ended up in that situation sucked. Right. Like, I don't like how it got. (laughs) But at the end of the day, right. What what more could you ask for? Mac Verstappen against Hamilton, one lap for the title. And maybe there was a bit of, you know, it wasn't exactly even playing because Max Mm -hmm. was on the sauce and Lewis was on the hards. But yeah, credit to Max. I mean, he he. He didn't ask to be in that situation, but he did what oh, he was asked to do. He exactly. went out there and he went up against seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton and drove one lap better than him. Love it. Was, it. Uh, it was incredible. It was effectively F1's version of a penalty shootout to decide the, the winner, right? The one lap extravaganza. It was unbelievable. Maybe, maybe, maybe you felt that way with the miracle of Istanbul with liverpool absolutely yeah maybe you know and christian saying on the on the you know christian horner the red bull team principal is on the you know the the broadcast they're talking to him live as he's they're watching his you know chances of a world championship crumble as max just doesn't have the pace to cut into lewis Mm. and you know in the last 15 20 laps and he's saying we're going to need a miracle and then Agent of Miracle Chaos, happened. Nicholas Latifi. Like I thought a- Antonio Giovinazzi was going to be the, the agent of chaos. And then here comes the Williams just hitting the wall out of nowhere. And, um, you know, I, I mean, when, when they announced, when we figured out, you know, the, all, it happened so fast where the cars are going past and you're like, oh, my God, like it's one lap. My dad and I both like stood up and got off of the, off the couch yep. and just were like, I was stood up too. This is happening, you know. I, I mean, I'll I'll go into like you know the the rules and everything in a minute, but it was the the height of drama. As much as last week when Max put it in the wall, yeah, you know, in qualifying was the height of this was something that they could, you know, the Netflix writers must have been popping the a an even bigger bottle of champagne than Max Verstappen was. I mean, on, on re- re- release the whole race like unedited. I mean, and that's yeah. it. For, just, for, yeah, that's they're the gonna need, they're episode. gonna they're gonna need like three seasons for next year. Like the one of the season in general, the one from from the race in Saudi Arabia, and the one from mm-hmm. for the race in Abu Dhabi. I mean, yeah. it was electric, as as you mentioned. I mean, we we've never seen something like this. Someone no. asked me Saturday morning after qualifying, like, "Hey, what type of race do you want to see?" And I was like, "You know what? I want to see the race that we haven't seen ever." like for a championship definition we, we've seen a couple of great ones i mean if you go back and look at the 70 76 or 77 with um nikki laura and james hunt there's a movie about it uh rush uh, it's it's an amazing movie um or the ones in the ninth late 1980s with senna and pros or um 
2012 with Vettel and, and Alonso or 08 with Hamilton and Massa. I mean, those definitions were unbelievably good. I mean, uh, the emotions were so high and the drama and everything you could have asked for. But we never seen two mm-hmm. championship contenders equaling points and, uh, you know, Incredible. fighting for the title in the last lap. I mean, will, will to will. I mean, no one... I mean, you, you can't script that. I mean, it's just no. the beauty of this sport. And, and I'm glad that so many people were watching last night or last morning uh, because, I mean, I mean, morning here in the U.S., but mm-hmm. um, because it's it's so beautiful. And, and now I think that more people are going to start watching and start considering and giving the value to, to F1 because you guys don't know the sacrifice that these guys mm-hmm. make every single race and what they're sacrificing. They're sacrificing their lives, literally, yeah. uh, on, on, on every single every single time they jump, in, they jump into the car. So um, I think this is good for the sport. Yes, the FIA has to clarify some things because I don't know why you let every uh, back marker to overtake the safety car every single time and then in the last race of the season you're saying no we're not just we're not gonna allow that yeah i'm like why why Mm -hmm. not and then it's like well yes we're gonna allow it but just the cars in front of right and i'm like i like okay i like it but i mean every car should be on lap now i mean why why it has to be like that And, and drivers i think they were fine with it except from the mercedes and and george russell maybe latifi as well um lando you know lando is yeah but very good friends with max and and there were a few drivers yeah and and for it to happen that way is is weird and even even fernando fernando was asking on the radio like hey uh vettel as well like this is weird and and they're gonna have to give us some some explanation Mm. uh i i I don't blame the fia for wanting uh you know that show yeah yeah yeah. maybe this was the moment when F1 had the biggest rating ever in under history, mm-hmm. uh, in that last lap, but uh, that's still pretty, uh, you know, sketchy. So I mean, you you, you gotta you gotta uh, clarify some things because if not, then you're you're losing a. Uh, I, I I think it's gonna be a small portion of, of the fans, but you're losing credibility, and and you you guys can't afford that, especially with this rise that F1 is having right now. Yeah. All right then, guys, let's pause this conversation and let me tell you about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, get your TV together, with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So we've kind of dived right into this one. Just to summarize, maybe some listeners are tuning in going, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what the- go, 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 yeah, go, on, go on YouTube or go on F1 TV. What 
are these guys talking about? You can you can have and go and watch the race, and then you go back to us. Let let me just briefly summarize my take on it. A couple of laps to go. Hamilton is is out in front. Ten seconds. He's cruising. Horner's praying for a miracle. He's asking for a miracle. A crash happens. A safety car comes out, and effectively all cars bunch up behind the safety car. Lewis Hamilton's 11-second lead is then evaporated. Max, Max Verstappen rolls in. He's like, he pits because the Mercedes, and actually just while we're on there, I'll come back to you in a sec about whether that was the right decision, but the Mercedes decide, leave Lewis out. We can't risk mm-hmm. him, I guess, going behind Max and the race not starting again. So they were kind of trapped mm-hmm. in that spot. Then they're kind of trailing around the safety car for a number of laps. And in the end, they let them roll for one, one final lap, as, as Daniel mentioned. They let the back markers get out the way. One lap sprint for the championship. Hamilton on 50 lap old tires. Max Verstappen on brand spanking new tires. Lewis Hamilton was pretty much in racing terms, probably a lame duck. And I think that was the problem really was... Yeah, it, it wasn't it, right. It wasn't a fair race. I think that was the problem. Was Absolutely. the way things worked was Mercedes had to do what they had to do. They had to leave Hamilton out in case they never got started again. But here's the question: just to kind of segue off slightly, Ethan, you're new to the sport. I followed mm-hmm. it for some time, but it, I don't follow as closely as, as Daniel for sure. But the interesting part here for me is he's got an 11 second lead. The safety car comes right. out. I'm thinking can, the same thing. Can they not? But, can they not get an 11 seconds, you know, lead back open and go? Hey, right. you know, you guys start racing again from where you were. Like, I know it's a that's, safety aspect, but yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Is that you know, from my perspective, there there's a few things that go into it. Okay, so the first thing is to answer your question, Pete. It just doesn't make sense to me that a a, a driver who's probably a lap or two down, right? You know, the Williams running way behind the pack can crash it have no impact on the race but it it swings the world championship just like that and the second he goes out everybody is saying oh my god like you know you know what i mean and and i understand a lot of the rules that the procedures that go into place so you want to get you know give the lapped cars a chance to unlap themselves it makes a ton of sense but you know i'm i Right immediately, my initial reaction, and it's true, was that Mercedes were hard done. Um, they were, you know, they, they got they got kind of screwed by by the rules. And the reason is because they said they weren't they were going to leave the back markers out there. Right. So they said they weren't going to unlap so that they could have one more lap to, to go. And and, you know, and if that happens, Max isn't overtaking five, six cars, whatever it was. And, and Lewis is going to win and he's going to hold that 11 second lead that he had basically. But then they're like, okay, we're going to let these cars through. But the procedure says that if you let some cars through the, the word in the rule is any cars that have been lapped and Red Bull's argument was it doesn't say all cars that have been lapped, but what, like, come on. Like now, that's, that's the whole issue with this, right? Is that, we're arguing semantics. You know what I mean? That th- this un- incredible finish, these two incredible drivers, they've been the class of the field the entire year. Mm. Ham- Max has won, you know, coming in nine races. Hamilton's won seven or eight or whatever it is. He's the greatest driver ever, probably. This is his chance to cement himself as such because he would have passed Schumacher for the most titles. 
And it's the, the height of drama and entertainment in the sport. And here we are on the next day arguing the word any versus the word all <laughs> because the FIA decided that, you know, they were going to work the rules a little bit to create yeah. this bit of drama. And yeah. my personal feeling, I think, Pete, we were in a, in a discussion about this on Twitter, is if you're going to do it, if you're going to do a one-lap shootout, do a red flag, have everybody start from, from mm. a, a standstill and say one lap, Hamilton and Verstappen, you can both get fresh tires. And, and then it's mono e mono. It's may the best man win, right? Because you're on the same tires and it's just who's got the better car, who's or who's got who can drive the better lap. Because, you know, we've seen even though Verstappen is in what a lot of people seem to think by the end was an inferior car and probably was he can get off to just as great a start and get out in front of Lewis and get into the clean air and never look back. But it's, it's just frustrating. I I feel for Lewis, obviously, because he, I I do feel like he was hard done. Um, But I feel for Max a lot because this is the moment. This has been his destiny, right? Like he Mm -hmm. was this, he's this prodigy in the sport and he's been the promised one at Red Bull for a long time. They wanted to make him the youngest world champion ever. He just missed out on that by a year or so. But, you know, I just feel for him that his moment is going to be overshadowed by this controversy. And, and as a new fan of the sport, you know, I understand what they're doing. And, and, you know, people are saying to me, well, it would have been shameful if they finished under, you know, the safety car. That, that's the wrong way to do it. Well, would it have yes. been shameful or would, have, would it have just been anticlimactic? And, and the guy that you wanted to win would have won in an anti or, or you didn't want to win would have the, won in the, an anti thing, the thing is you know that, what I mean? mean so it's yeah it's, it's hard I, I I get you but but at the same time I, I have to say I mean this has happened before I mean we, we've seen championships ending with the safety car in Brazil in 2012 it, it, it happened and it was anticlimactic as as you mentioned uh because that was a championship that did not deserve to end like that but it it, it happened and they also had the possibility to to red flag the race and and Mm-hmm. and go back again the thing the thing here uh, ethan and, and pete is that all right then guys before we continue with this sensational f1 discussion we need to pause and talk about built bar it is the holiday season we need to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar a built bar filled with so much holiday goodness rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will it be raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? That's my favorite. Head over to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, all one word, LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Let me know your favorites, guys. There are no built bars in the UK. Tell me which is your favorite flavor. To me, peanut butter brownie sounds sensational. Get over to built.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off your order. And wrapping things up with your US ads with a British twist. My good friends at Bet Online AG. Bet Online has your has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. 
Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That's all one word, Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage for all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Both Max and Lewis, they weren't in the same conditions because at the moment Latifi crashes, Lewis has all the chance in the world to go into, into the pit lane and then mm-hmm. change change for, for new tires. Yep. I mean, he had the possibility. And, and even, I don't know what happened there, but the Mercedes mechanics were out there waiting for Lewis and then they decided not to go in. And, and Verstappen took advantage of it and said, you know what, I'm going to risk now because, uh, yes, if they red flag the race, then I'm starting on, 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 on the red tires and I'm going to have a, a big chance. And, and Lewis probably too, but we're going to be in, same, in the same, in same conditions and, and very close to, to each other. And if not, then this is what I get. And for me, it was more on Mercedes for not stopping than, than the situation. Maybe you can say it was bad timing. You can say it was bad luck or whatever you want to say. But that's, I mean, this happens in, in the sport so many times. It happened as well when they had the virtual safety car. I mean, um, Verstappen, Verstappen could stop and, and Lewis couldn't because of where he was on the track. I mean, that, that happens sometimes. And, and we've seen um, guys winning races on that fashion or losing mm-hmm. races in that fashion as well, because it is part of the sport. I, I don't agree. I, I disagree with, you know, let, let's what, let's make these guys, um, you know, ra- race, race in, in, in the same condition um, and red flag the race so, so Lewis can put mm-hmm. fresher tires because uh, Lewis had his chance to put fresher mm-hmm. tires and, and, no, and, it, and, and, and he didn't. And, and that's true. why, and, and, and it, I mean, the, the problem with me and, and the FIA is what you mentioned. I mean, you've been allowing every single bike marker to unlap themselves during the safety car regime. And then in the last, all of a sudden, in the last rate of the season, when you see uh, Verstappen with five cars in front of him, you're, you're going to tell him, no, you're not. I mean, they're not allowed to, to do and it because and of not, what? And because it's not only what? that, Daniel, it's that under the rule, if you read the, 48.12 or whatever not only do they have to let every car through but after they let every car through so all the cars even the freaking hosses and the alfa romeos from the back of the pack have to come through and 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 unlap right so that takes a lap or so and then under the rule it says that now the safety car has to run another lap so by the rule race was done this is my problem with it by the rule, if you follow the rules directly, what yes. the what the F, the precedent that the FIA has set, it would have been anticlimactic. But the rules say that Hamilton, the race should have finished with one more lap under the safety car, which would have been the 58th and final lap, which means Hamilton would have won the race under the safety car. Boring, yes. anticlimactic, yes, yes. but yes. the fair decision and so it's for mercedes it's easy to feel hard done you know i i like 
I love that the you know I'm happy for Max, but I am more of a Hamilton guy just because yeah. I love I no, love and, and and I get it and, and so I get it, was, it and hundred percent frustrating. And, but and at the same time you wonder I mean how how different this this scenario could have been if it was the other way around right. And, and Every, the thing everyone is, if, would be yelling like, oh, no, it's the FIA right. wanting Hamilton to, to win. Right, of course. Blah, blah, and the blah, other blah. thing, the other thing is you mentioned. But, but, you know, but that's a problem. But, but sorry, but that's a problem with the FIA and they're, they're not being consistent enough all year long, all year long. I mean, um, for example, I mean, drivers got penalized or reprimanded by blocking other drivers uh, during fp1 fp2 or fp3 um and then we saw hamilton blocking massapin on fp3 and not even being investigated mm -hmm. like why it was so obvious that he did that oh you know why because if he gets a reprimand he got he has a 10 place penalty and nobody wants to see lewis coming coming back right and possibly ruining ruining the you know the chance to to see what what, what we saw on sunday but you know, you know, I mean, then then you have those situations where they're not consistent enough, and they and and I, and I get it. I mean, I know they're they're in a tough position, and Michael Massey has probably the toughest job in the world. Um, but you got you gotta be consistent. All the, the tough time, thing that's, is that's the only way. The tough thing is is the FIA's obligation to entertainment. Or is the FIA's obligation to fairness? Exactly. Exactly. And, and clearly exactly. on Sunday. You know, in terms of, you know, bias one way or the other, like they didn't really make a decision. You can't really say it was rigged in Max's favor because they made the decision. Max just so happened to be on the sauce because, you know, you were talking about the pitch strategy, Daniel. Pete mentioned it earlier. Whatever Mercedes did, Red Bull was going to do the opposite. So if they left, if they went in and brought in Hamilton, then Max was going to stay out and so you know the same it, it spot, just, right? Right. Then, exactly. then Hamilton's behind him behind and... and then and then they argue. You know what I mean? So it's like I mean that's 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 what you gotta do. That's when you so when, when you gotta do when, when you're on the back. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're if you're leading the race, then you copy what your opponent did. I mean, right. you, you you cover them, and and that's gonna play out well sometimes. It's not gonna play out uh, well sometimes. Yeah. But I I read an article that said. The fact that at the end of the year, both sides, Red Bull fans and Mercedes fans, have arguments that it was rigged in the other's favor <laughs> says that the FIA is doing their job because they were consistent enough throughout the year with yes. decisions that favored one or decisions that favored the other. Yes. But in this situation, they clearly, there's no debate about it, that somewhere in there, they said, let's do the most exciting thing that will create the most drama. And they went with that. And it was amazing at, from a sporting perspective, and it should not go overshadowed by no you know, I, I, argument and, we're and, having now. And and with, I mean, on every championship you have something that overshadows that one. I mean, if you see the dominance of Mercedes over the last few years, you will always say, "Oh yeah," but they had the fastest car and and no opposition at all unless, un, until twenty twenty one. Yes, you can say that, but that's not that's not Mercedes's fault. Same with Red Bull in, in from 2010 to 2013. Mm -hmm. And yes, in, in 2010, for example, Weber had more chances to win a championship than Vettel all year long, but they always played in favor of, of Vettel instead of Weber. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Many people were saying like, oh yeah, but what Red Bull did was not good with, with, with Mark. 
Same with Ferrari and, and, and Alonso and telling Massa, hey, uh, Fernando is, is faster than, than you. Obviously, that was a team order, and those were banned in, in, in that year. So, I mean, every, every year something happens that yep. people will say, like, oh, yeah, but whatever. I mean, it, yep. it's, it's going to happen all the time. But, I mean, what, what, we, what we have to know and, and what we have to appreciate, and I know you guys, you guys do and, and most of people do, is uh, appreciate what, what just happened. I mean, because we, we've never had something like this, and we never know when we're going to have something like this. No, nope. I mean, now, if I'm an F1 fan, a new F1 fan, and I don't see something like that in Abu Dhabi in 2022. Right. I'm disappointed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this, I mean the, the bar is so high right now. This is. I it. mean, and 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 that's that's it the was incredible. It was incredible. I, I mean, Not just nice. like you know, like I said, Pete. Any any sports mm-hmm. fan should be able to appreciate mano yeah. mano one lap. Fucking figure it out. Sorry, I, I was, I was, I was. Figure it out. You know what I mean. At the same time, I was at peace because I'm a Ferrari fan, and I'm like, none of my guys have anything to do with this, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just gonna enjoy mm-hmm. this because if I was a, a Max fan or a Lewis fan, I would have been oh my going God. nuts. Yeah. I mean, like nuts. Even my uh, dad, you know, even my yeah. dad who wanted Max to win was like because he like, wanted yeah. the, he likes he likes Lewis and Mercedes. Yeah, and especially we both love Toto Wolf. He's just the greatest character in the sport. Did you guys but- see the video of Toto <laughs> parting? That's the wildest thing ever. But now I want to go and party with Toto. I would I love mean, him. He looks wild. He looks yeah. wild. And, and also, got... and also the, the radio messages in that last lap. Like, no, Mikey, no. That was Mikey, I know. No. <laughs> You're calling Mikey. I'm like, what the hell? You're calling him Mikey. Like, but I love how he's got the unbuttoned shirt, but yeah. he's got a white t-shirt underneath yeah. so it's yeah. not his chest isn't out but he's got the unbuttoned no like, he was he was having you know what? Time of his, he, and, it, and it was a, it was a mercedes celebration right uh, i was gonna I say think, i think Lu, Lu, i think lewis was not there but valtteri was there and also i uh, think it was valtteri's leaving do wasn't it i think yeah, exactly. they were sending exactly. off the and, and they also won the constructors i mean right. exactly exactly about yeah. he deserves to you know everybody's gonna say well how can you party and celebrate after what happened and uh, i'm sure he's in the back of his mind somewhere he's disappointed but that was a crazy season the longest season ever right it was filled with so much drama and they still won the constructors championship and were pressured in it for the first time in what you know tell me eight eight years or something like that so they still in pulled 2014 that they had no opposition i mean right. for and, a couple of races red bull for a couple of races ferrari but yeah not even and so for 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 him to he should be able to let loose and and enjoy himself and of kind course. of take it all in and and um and yeah it, I, I would love to party with toto wolf I it happens it happens on in every single sport baseball soccer football or football sorry pete yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it happens you know all all the time I, I remember schumacher losing championships and then partying that same night or, or kimmy getting off the kimmy, kimmy getting off of I monaco mean, and hitting the yacht for some beers like yeah gotta be done. Um, it's, it's gotta be done i mean you see you guys saw messi and neymar um sharing together mm-hmm. after the copa america finals mm-hmm. and people were like oh what the hell is what the hell is neymar doing it's like they're friends. I mean, they're teammates. I mean, Let yeah, loose. yeah. It, you, yeah, you just put in the, the height of performance for a whole year. You know what I mean? They, what they did this year was truly, you know, they like Lewis obviously is going to be disappointed because he's it's it's he's expected to win every year. Mm. Um, but he should feel very proud that he 
was in that position to have a chance I, to win in the first place because 100 percent in they in, were way off weren't they early on. in brazil in brazil or uh what was before you know he's down 21 points with four yes. races left yes and you're basically saying okay max is gonna no, seal and, it up and in, in, the next in, four brazil, races. In, in brazil remember 20, right 25 grace place grid penalty and he fucking comes back and wins that race it was uh, yeah and, and, and in brazil remember that um he had two penalties basically mm-hmm. a 25 uh, mm-hmm. grid pen- uh place grid penalty i mean um he was penalized on, on on qualifying on friday and then the the sprint race i mean and and he came back came all the way back to to win uh that grand prix i mean i i think we saw the best of lewis this year mm-hmm. yeah and that definitely. really but i and i really like that um mm-hmm. because knowing that he's 36 so he's more he's still got a lot left. and he's still got a lot man i mean and that and you gotta give credit to him and, and the way he prepares physically and mentally because this guy has been through a lot yeah a is lot he back of, next year yeah he's back next oh year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's back next year he looks like um, he's got three or four years left in yeah him, especially sure. if he's going to be in the mercedes which why would they let him go anytime the, soon the thing, you know? the thing now the thing now for me um and 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 this was key for lewis to jump in into mercedes in in 2013 he said when they presented Lewis the project that they had with the turbo hybrid era, uh, Nikki Lauda was the mastermind behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis was convinced, and the, his first year was basically miserable in, in, in Mercedes. He won just a race. Uh, they were extremely fast on qualifying, but they were horrible on, 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 in the races on, on Sunday. Uh, they, they had absolutely no pace. Um, but that, that was the project. And, and Mercedes started working in that project in 07 as a, as a company, not as a team, because remember, they were not a team until 20, 2010. But in 07, they were working with McLaren and Mercedes. And, and Lewis was part of that project. So he saw from the beginning of his mm-hmm. career what they were doing. And, and he joined them and, and he built with them the, the most dominant era in, in F1 history. Yeah. Now it's, it's up to F1 and, and what's going to happen with the new regulations in, in 2022. B- because let's say if, if now, uh, I'm, I'm biased because of this, but it, now if, if, if Ferrari is dominating, everybody, everyone is going to uh, you know, want to join Ferrari for, for those years. Or Alpine, what, what's going to happen with Alpine, for mm-hmm. example? Apparently they have a plan and Fernando is saying that they have a plan. I mean, I don't know how, how's that going to play out. And, and something that we'd seen, we've seen with the regulations is that uh, the first year when they change, it can change the whole mm-hmm. thing. I mean, look at the 09 season. Ferrari and, and Mercedes were the best teams from 07 to 08. And then in 09, they were miserable, especially Ferrari. That yeah. was mm-hmm. one of the worst years ever for the Scuderia. And then they had to come all the way back to, to be on, on top in, in 2012 with, and 2010 with, with Alonso. Um, Red Bull, they were a, a midfield team. Mm-hmm. And then they dominated for five years. Four years. I mean, you can see something like that happening um in the next couple of seasons and that's that's the most exciting part is that we have no idea of what's going to happen no I, I love talking with uh f1 with this guy because as a newbie uh he's got <laughs> so much history and and so much <laughs> and, and it's fun to learn the the sport is incredible you know for all the marlins it people is. listening it it's truly truly fascinating um and you know you talked about the pitch strategy daniel the thing that's amazing about it to me is that it's a team sport. 
you wouldn't think that it's a team sport, but it's from the engineers back in the factory to Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton and, and, you know, Daniel Ricardo and all these Everybody. guys that Everybody. you see in the cockpit. Every person plays a role. And the person that told Lewis not to pit might be feeling as bad as Lewis is feeling. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, mean, so hundred percent. And and we've seen that over the years so many times. I mean, a bit strategy messing up the outcome of a, of a race and and of a championship. Yeah. Go back to 2010, for example. I mean, Alonso had everything, everything to win that championship and Ferrari messed up big time Mm -hmm. with the strategy and and Vettel and Red Bull, they took, took advantage of it and, and then they won. Well, I must say, guys, the it's been excellent sitting back, listening to you guys rolling through this for sure. The one thing that I would say that is kind of, you know, it's the competitiveness that has brought this season to life that we've been missing for the past few years, I think, in F1. It's like having these two dudes being able to go head to head and it ended up in a, in a one-lap sprint at the end, which was just, you know, no one could have foreseen that at the start of the year. The competitiveness was just insane and brought so much to life with f1 this year every literally everyone my twitter timeline which is generally mm-hmm. well on a sunday at this time of the year it's all nfl Football. right it's all the build-up mm-hmm. to the nfl it was yeah. all f1 fully f1 mm-hmm. most of my twitter timeline is is based in the states or you know west of where i am anyway and it was just dominated it was stunning to see and it was wild and when this happened there was so many people seeing it so many different ways to, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this is crazy. But I think you guys summed it up well, really. The fact is they didn't follow the rules. They went with entertainment over the rules as they're written, rightly or wrongly. But that's the way it played out. And it left the one-lap sprint, and we got to see it. If you're a Lewis fan, you're not happy. If you're a Max fan, you're very happy. If you're an F1 fan, you should be very happy. You've got you to be very happy. You gotta yeah, be you've got to be. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because... I'm a, you know, above all, like I'm a sports fan, right? I love sports. And that's why, you know, there's this guy who bugs me about how much, how many sports I watch and how do you keep up with all of this? And I'm like, fuck you. I I love sports. Sports (laughs) is the best. I I keep up with 31 million different sports because I love sports and it's the best. And, And whenever I find a sport that encapsulates, you know, I did it with soccer recently and now F1 has started this year it just pulls me in mm-hmm. and I get obsessed with it and I want to learn everything about it. And yeah. it's just as a sports fan to sit back, you know, I've had some time to think about it in the moment. I'm like, Mercedes is, has been cheated. This is, this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening, but sitting back in the moment, I just want to feel happy for Max because this was his time. And it's a shame that Lewis is 36 years old and might only have three or four or five years left because this could be, you know, this could have been the beginning of a decade-long rivalry between yep. these two with the way mm-hmm. that Max is racing. Yes. And you said this is the best of Hamilton that we've seen, especially these last four races, and Max clipped him at the end. And this was – it was his all along. I've been saying this because there's been a lot of breaks going Max's way. You know, people that, that like Max and they don't want to see Hamilton win again, they say that Hamilton gets all the breaks. But I thought Max – you know, there were some races where – you know, he, recently he has a grid penalty and Lewis wins and Lewis has to be thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to finally create some breathing room with this guy. And then Max finishes second. And it's like, you, you know, all those things kept happening and it just kept breaking like this is Max's year. This is Max's year. This is Max's year. And at the last minute, it looked like even despite all that, Hamilton was still going to get him. 
and then one thing went his way and it was his year and it was his time and it's only the beginning for him because there's no doubt with his the way he drives with Christian Horner at the helm the commitment that he has to winning championships and knowing how to win them he did it four times right you know with Sebastian Vettel mm-hmm. they're they're going to be a machine and and yep. they you know you watch drive to survive and all Christian talks about is they have to challenge Mercedes. They have to push Mercedes. And their main goal every year is to push Mercedes as hard as they can. And they and got they, they, this they year, just, they got one. They just, this, they just did. Yeah. And this year, they got one title. And I'm sure next year, they're going to want both. So this is going to be, this is only the beginning of just an incredible rivalry. And, and George Russell is going to make things super interesting next year because yep. he's a young stud. You know, another, it's going to be a, a double. UK lineup. Double Brits. There you go. Double Brits. And and George Russell, you see the makings of him as a star. He did really mm-hmm. good things in the Williams this year. Yep. And is he going to want to push Hamilton? He, you know what he, I mean? He even and, did great things with, with the with the Mercedes in that one yes, race. Yes. He, he almost year. won, didn't he? He almost, he almost won. won that race. He almost won. And you know why you know why he didn't win? Pit because strategy. Pit strategy, but also a Williams crash with mm-hmm. the guy that was replacing him for that race, mm-hmm. Jack Aitken, he crashed. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, in the in the last corner with a couple of laps remaining. And then usually they, the Hosses are the agents of chaos. You know, usually yeah, but the Williams are there, but, but this weekend, and, it's, and, it, and it is ironic. And it is ironic because um they're Mercedes clients, Williams. I mean they have a Mercedes power unit, which also uh gives me more of a relief side because uh i'm going with with history again in 08 there was a race in singapore uh where alonso started where i mean the renos were really fast renos renault is what alpine is now uh and it was alonso and nelson pk jr by the way nelson pk jr's sister is Max Verstappen's is, I saw girlfriend. the name PK and I was like, I yeah. wonder if there's any relationship. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she is she is uh Nelson's um daughter, uh multiple world champion. Uh but Nelsinho PK Jr. Um he was having he was having troubles with, with Renault in, in, in that season. So uh the Renaults were really fast for that race. But they had a problem in qualifying, and they had to start P15 and P15, P16, 15 for Alonso and 16 for for PK. Um, they did the naughtiest, dirtiest uh, strategy ever because mm-hmm. they they stopped Alonso. Um, and at that time, they had also fuel and and not only the tires, and they called Alonso in. He had his stop, and then a couple of laps later, the plan for Pique was to crash on purpose to get out the safety car and every single car to pit for new tires and fuel so Alonso could be in first place. And that's exactly what happened. He won that race. Uh, he says he he didn't know about it. I I, I actually believe him. Um, but that was a strategy for from Renault yep. to hey, Nelsinho, if you wanna if you wanna have a seat with us next year. Um, you gotta do this. you gotta do this, and that's wow. exactly what happened, and yeah. that's why Nelson Piquet Jr. never got to race again in F one, uh, because no one wants a cheater. Mm-hmm. So no. if, and, if, and, if if you had, for example, an AlphaTauri crashing, right, like Yuki or or Gasly, mm-hmm. then it's suspicious. Was gonna, someone was right. gonna think like, hmm, like I, I I've seen this in the past. 
uh, and I don't want something like this to, to no. happen. Well, that's, that's too the far, thing. right? That's, that's too the far. thing is, is it sucks that it came down to regulations and stuff like this, but at the same time, you know, people come leading into the race were like, well, are they going to come together? Is Max going to purposely take him out? And, mm-hmm. and that was never going to happen. Clearly. No, it happened. It happened in the past. It happened right. in 1990 with, with right. Santa and, and, and Prost, but, but they were clearly both of them, you know, the teams, the drivers were both set on, we're going to make the best man win. And it, it, you know, in two ways, Lewis won the race and then Max, the better racer all year, won the championship. Yep. So both guys won in a way, but it was, oh, Pete, it was incredible. What it a season. Incredible. What, a, what season. a season. And we didn't even get to talk baseball. We haven't, we've run out of time, boys. We've absolutely what is, run out of what time. Is, what is baseball? I have no idea. I know. It's not a sport. It is not a sport. So I'm going to have to get you guys out of here. You boys have to come If there's any months news, you know, I've been itching to come on with you because I love talking with you and I love talking baseball with you. So when the, make sure to give me a ring when, when news starts back up again, because I'd love to be back on. Absolutely. Make me up when baseball. I have a, I have a question for you. How much do you know about the baseball hall of fame? Do you know enough about the game to come on and talk with me or no? I'm, I'm like you with your F1 knowledge where yeah, he has no you know idea the game but, now, but, but you don't know him, the history. Invite, invite him anyway. He invite, just, you're always, he you just, have an open invitation He just, he just on has any of my to platforms. say that Bonds and Clemens and Billy Wagner deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and that's it. Bonds is a no-brainer. Get Bonds in that hall. It's a no-brainer. And get Perfect. Billy Wagner and get Billy Wagner there too. There we go. Well, I better, I'll read up on him, but I know, you know Bonds, I'm all in on Bonds. No doubt my chips are in the middle, so. You know, read you know up on me, it, mate. and I'd love to. I'd, you're always welcome on any platform I'm on, Peter Pratt. So I'd love oh, to have oh, you on Big Also, Bo- Bo- Bobby Abreu deserves a bone pizza. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, let's get this one out of here. This has been Locked on F1, the perfect. debut podcast of Locked on F1. There is no perfect. Locked on Formula One. So this is the first inaugural episode of Locked on F1. Wonderful. Let's see if one shoots out of nowhere. It should do, but. For Locked On Marlins and Locked On F1, we are getting out of here. Ethan Borowski, Daniel Alvarez. Boys, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for talking. See you guys. (laughs) 